Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. I know somebody in here has experienced church hurt and been in a church where where uh, the pastor didn't do right and this, that, and the other, and you've heard of it. Our pastors are so honorable. They're so loving. And, and I'm not going to belabor the time, but I'm going to give my own member moment real quick. Oh, it's probably what? Probably about three years ago. A good friend of mine, my boss, uh, it was Mother's Day. She and her sisters had gone to uh, clean off their grandmother's grave. And her sister was on her way home. And her sister stayed on the south side. And normally she wouldn't go through Winer's Way. But she went down Winer's Way. And if you know where Winer's and Orange intersect, uh, she was at that light. She took a left. And somebody T-boned her. Her car went from the intersection almost to the pavement, the front door of Bethel AME Church. Killed her. And my boss called me, and I didn't really know her sister, I'll be honest with you. Her bo- my boss called me, she said, James, I need, I need you to do something for me. She said, would you mind doing the eulogy at my sister's funeral? I was like, whoa. I had never preached a funeral in my life. And I had gone to Pastor Joe and he had given me advice. And when I got up to preach, I looked in the back of the church and who did I see there? I passed it. And it just gave me comfort. It set me at peace because you preaching, you, you're doing a eulogy over somebody. That's the last word you're going to ever say. Somebody's going to ever say about them in front of some people in the church. It's a heavy load to bear in ministry. And then to see our pastor, it just blessed my spirit. So I just thank pastor. I thank you. I love you. Amen. Amen. I told you, I told you God ordained this moment. All right. When's last Sunday? Who was there last Sunday? Who watched last Sunday? Anybody can tell me the sermon from last Sunday? Hold on to your faith. Now, see, I need to make sure y'all paying attention. This is, this is, I, y'all didn't know y'all was having a pop quiz today. <laughs> it, hold on to your faith. So today the sermon is hold on to your faith part two. Hold on to your faith part two. And God is, is, is so sovereign. Pastor Joe was supposed to preach effectual grace for shifts, surprises, and suddenlies on Wednesday. But as, as Prophet Wilkes said, the fire fell and he didn't even get to preach. So I was like, God, say, thank you, Lord. I get, I get to go hold on to your faith part two. I said, praise God, boy. I said, God, you so good. Thank you. Then we get to yesterday, and all them FSU fans that have been praying, God said, you've been holding on to your faith, so I'm going to give you one. He said, not only am I going to give you that one, I'm going to let Kentucky be Florida, so I'm going to give you double for your trouble. Hallelujah, Jesus. You got to hold on to your faith, Jesus. I'm, I'm, <laughs> let me, I'm going to leave that alone. Sister Cherry going to get me out of church. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sh- but she's been messing with me all, all season, so I had to get up back. Amen. Hallelujah. Anyway, anyway, if you have your word, if you have your Bibles, uh, we're going to start with the foundational scriptures, Hebrews 11 and 1, Hebrews 11 and 6. Very famous passage of scripture. 
If you want to know what faith is, Hebrews 11 and 1 defines it for us. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Mm. Faith is, is God, I, I, I want this, but I don't have any evidence. God, God, I need, I'm, I'm, you know what I need. I'm having faith that you're going to provide. I'm having faith that you're going to heal. I'm having faith that, that, that you can do this, God. I'm putting my trust in you, Father, but, but I don't have any evidence. You may not have evidence personally, but, but my Bible says that God is no respecter of persons. That if he's done it for one, he'll do it for another. So if God has healed somebody else, that's evidence that he's still in the healing business. That's the evidence he's trying to give you to let you know, just hold on to your faith. Mm. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Then he said in, 11, in Hebrews 11, says, but without faith, it is in Possible to please him. Mm. There's no way without faith you can please him. It says, For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Just say that, say that one more time, prophet. Diligently. There's a way you have to seek him. See, some of us are not seeking him hard enough. Mm. God said, it says a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. I'm praying about it, but I don't, I'm only praying a little bit. I'm only praying a little bit. I'm only going after him a little bit. I come to church once a month, you know, first Sunday, you know, uh, first Sunday, you know. Some, y'all don't know them people. Some people just hold on. Let me break it down. You got some people that go to church. They go Easter and Christmas. Easter and Christmas. Then you got those and Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah. Easter, Christmas, and Mother's Day. Them the three Sundays they gonna go out the year. Then you got them that's first Sunday. I'm gonna be there because they do communion on first Sunday. So I'm gonna be in the house when they do communion. Then you got some that, well, you, then you had them churches that were, that were first and third. You had some churches that were first and third. See, I'm from the country. We had some churches, you had some that were first and third, and you had some that were second and fourth. Then you got the saints that's there every Sunday, and then, then you got those that's there Monday through Sunday. You know, I mean, we're going we gonna to leave that alone. <laughs> But God said, you got to hold on to your faith. Now, 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 Pastor Joe, three points. I'm not going to, I'm not, I was going to pop quiz you on this, but since I asked you on the title, I ain't going to pop quiz. I'm going to just give these to you. His points last Sunday were faith for hard cases. Remember, he talked about the, 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 the man that was uh, stricken with palsy and, and his friends lifted him up and tore off the roof. That faith for hard cases. Then he went faith for long distance. Uh -huh. And he talked about the centurion who, whose servant was sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. He talked about that. Then he talked about faith for disappointment and the future. All right. If y'all didn't see that, go on back, go on back and check that out. I look, I had to go back and catch a little bit of it myself again. Amen. Amen. It was so good. Today, my first point, my first point I'm gonna get to you is hold on to your faith even when you can't see God moving or hear him speaking. Hmm. Hold on to your faith even when you can't see God moving or hear him speaking. God took me over in Genesis. I'm going to start with Genesis chapter 5 verse 32. I'm going to run through a, quite a few verses in Genesis. This is dealing with Noah, all right? I need you to understand this, all right? In Genesis chapter 5 verse 32, it says, And Noah was 500 years old, and Noah begat Shem, Ham, and Japheth. All right? 
How old was he? 500. All right, watch this. Then, then in verse six, uh, chapter 6, it goes on. It says, And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and the daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, and that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for he, uh, for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. Now, how old was Noah? Five hundred. But he said, man, his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I heard people teach this lesson and say it took Noah a hundred and twenty years to build an ark. That's why you got to read the word for yourself. No, that's not true. We're going to see. We're going to show you. Watch this. It says, there were giants in the earth in those days, and also that when the sons of God came unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old which were of old men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I've created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made made them. What that said to me, if God can repent, if God got, had to repent on what he did, why, why ain't we repent? Why ain't we repent? We ask for forgiveness, but then want to keep doing the same thing. The Bible says repent. That means turn from what you were doing. Turn away from the sin and turn back towards God. If God repented, why? I'm going to leave that alone. We're going to keep moving. All right, it says, uh, but Noah... Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. In verse 11, the earth was, uh, also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all the flesh had corrupted um, his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, the end of flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. And the window shalt thou make to the ark, and in the inner cubit shalt thou finish it above, and the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof with lower, second, and third stories. This is a three-story ark. I want you to understand the magnitude of this project. Because in a minute, I'm finna give you a principle and I'm finna give you an earthly principle. God has given us a, a principle spiritually, but it's an earthly principle that's going to bless somebody in the house today. All right, watch this. It says, um, and, and behold, uh, uh, and shall, shall thou make of it. And behold, I, even I, do bring flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee, and every living thing, uh, and, and every living thing, uh, uh, of, the, of all flesh to, 
two of each every sort shalt thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee they shall be male and female I'm gonna leave that alone that's a whole point in and of itself we're gonna leave that right there um, of fowls after their kind and of cattle after their kind and of creeping thing of the earth after their kind two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive and they and take thou unto thee all of the flood of the food that is eaten and thou shalt gather it to thee and it shall be food for thee and for them thus Noah watch this verse 22 is important thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him so did he Noah did what he did all see 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 this is part of God will tell us to do something we only want to do part of God, I want to. God, I pray, but I ain't finna go lay hands on nobody. God, 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 I go to church, but I ain't finna prophesy. God, I, I, I go to church, but I'm not finna serve on no usher board. I ain't finna do that. God, I, you want to, you, you, you want all the blessing, but you want to, want to, want to follow. I have the assignment. And want to expect to be blessed. You got to hold on to your faith, even when God, God is is not moving. You can't see Him moving or Him speaking. Watch this. Oh, verse in, in chapter seven. I'm going to highlight two verses. It said, "And Noah did according to uh, according unto all that God had commanded." And Noah was six hundred years old when the flood of waters was upon him. How old was Noah? He was six hundred. How old was Noah when he got the assignment? It was a hundred years. Now I don't, it didn't say that it took him a hundred years to build the ark. It was a hundred years between when he got the assignment and when the flood waters came. Yeah. It doesn't say that God spoke to him or showed up to him one time in a hundred years. Watch this, watch this. See, see what God is showing right here is, see, some of, the, some of y'all problem is you wondering why you ain't got promoted. The reason you ain't got promoted is you don't know how to follow and take an assignment. Somebody, your manager to give you an assignment and you go do it. You want them to write out, this is how you do it. This is every step of the way. Look, at Pastor Joe is in management. If I got to tell you everything to do, why do I need you to do it? God is trying to get a principle to us that, I, look, I can give you an assignment and I need you to move when I tell you to move and do according to all that, 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 that I've told you to do. Yeah. See, I can remember, I know what it is to, 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 to not hear God speaking and not see God moving and not hear God speaking on a situation. When I was four, I can remember, I told some of y'all, I've shared this testimony. When I was four years old, I can remember praying for God to deliver my dad from alcoholism. Yeah. Can you imagine at four, four years old praying to God, just God, God, and praying over and over and over and over again. And then finally, when I was probably about, ah, probably a freshman in high school, my dad for like six months just stopped drinking all of a sudden. He just all said, I was like, thank you, God. God, you, you heard and answered my prayer. You heard and answered my mama's prayer. You heard it, God. I hear God. Thank you. And after six months, he went back. And he was worse than he was before. Because most people, when they relapse, it's worse when they go back to the thing. It was worse when he went back to it. And I felt like God had failed. I'm like, God, what, what are you doing? I'm like, God, what are you doing? And then the day before I came to college in 93, my dad got out of rehab and he has never touched liquor again. Can you pray? Can you hold on? 
can you hold on for, for, for 10 years? Can you hold on for 12 years? Can you hold on for 20 years? Noah held on 400. And I can imagine the people were like, Noah, why are you building that darn boat? Ain't nothing happening. We ain't seen rain in a while. Boy, what you talking about? You crazy or something? Yeah. But Noah stayed on his assignment, even though he didn't see, he may not have seen a drop of rain, but Noah stayed on his assignment. You gotta have faith to hold on, but you don't see God moving. You don't hear him speaking. When he said, gives you an assignment and stop speaking, and you just supposed to do the assignment, that's when you gotta hold on to your faith. Let me move on, I'm gonna move on. Next point, next point, next point, next point. Point number two. You got to hold on to your faith when everyone else is not at the same faith level as you. You got to hold on to your faith even when everyone else is not at the same faith level as you. What do you mean, Pastor? Look, he said, look, look, he said, look, look. He took me over to, 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 to Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 33, all right? It says, and straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into the mountain about a part uh, to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when, Jesus, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter, just one. Peter answered and said, answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come on the water. Come to thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand, called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore did thou doubt? And when they came, when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Look, look. Then, then they that were in the ship came and worshipped, saying, uh, of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Watch this, watch this, watch this. It was 12 disciples in the ship, right? Yes, 12 disciples in the ship. But only one had the faith. The crowd said, Lord, if it's you, come, bid me to come. Only once he said everybody ain't gonna be at the same faith level as you look look I remember I remember when we was on Petty Drive and God gave me the word and I'm not I don't claim to be a prophet at all But when God told me look within three years, we're gonna be in a new facility. Did it happen? Look everybody wasn't at the same faith level that I was some people were like he crazy I don't know what's wrong with him. Look, look God, but God did it I need, I, need, I need you to understand, everybody ain't going to be at the same faith level as you. Look, I've been, I've been going to the gym. I ain't been going the last couple of weeks like I should. I ain't, I'm be honest. I will be honest. However, in February, I was 250 pounds. I was at 250 pounds. I said, no, nah, I got to get this weight off. And, and my wife will tell you, I was going to the gym religiously. Monday through Friday, at least four or five days a week. I changed what I was eating, boom, and I started to see the weight. But when I got in the gym, and I, 
I could, I could lift some weights. I'll be honest. I played football. I could lift some weight. At, at my senior year, I was 145 pounds. I was benching 315. I could lift some weight. But when I got back, I couldn't go in there the same way. I couldn't go in there like I was still. Everybody in the gym was at different levels. You know what I'm saying? But I worked my way up. I'm, I'm close to 350. I got a couple of goals I want to get up to. I'm eventually totally, I want to get up to benching about 405. I'll be honest with you. That's gold. I'm at about 345, 350 right now. But, 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 but everybody in the gym is not at the same level. Just like everybody in this church ain't at the same faith level. And you got to make sure you have some people around at the same faith level as you. Because you get the wrong people in there, it can mess up where God is taking you. Because you got some people that ain't believing the same way you believe in. And they going to hinder you getting to what you try, what God is trying to get to you. You got to have people around you that's at the same faith level. But then God brought, brought out another point. He said, hold on, hold on, hold on. He said, when, they, when he showed me, he said, look, when they got out of the ship, right? Got out of the ship. Peter gets out the, out the ship and he's walking. And he's walking, but then he gets distracted yes, sir. by the winds and the storm. Yes, and what God said to me is, he said, hold on, he said, oh, ye of little faith. He said, look, the reason is, you worried about something that I got control of. Oh. You getting distracted by what I got control of. What you mean, what you mean, preacher? In Mark chapter four, verse 36 through 40, it says, and when they were, were, uh, had sent away the multitude, they took him even even uh, as he was in the ship and there were also with him other little ships and there arose a great storm and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. It was water coming in the ship this time. Watch this. And he was in the hinder part of the ship. Jesus in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow and they awakened, they would wake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose, rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. Yeah. Peter worried about a storm, not realizing that God, God, Jesus got you got the one that got that power to tell the storm to be still. Yeah. Jesus got control of the storm. You worried about things in your life. You worried about this, you worried about that, not knowing that God got control of it. Yeah. If you just put God to work, you just ask God, God will give it, God will take care of that, take that out of your way. But you worried about things, you worried about things that God can control because you're around people that's not of the same faith levels. God said you got to hold on to your faith even when the people around you don't believe in your vision. You got a business. You just started a business. And some people don't want you to have your business. Don't want to see your business grow. But you got to get from around. You got to get tired over people that got, they, they got the same vision as you. That know what you can do. That believe in you. You got to understand that there's some people that everybody around you ain't at the same faith level as you. Prophetess Wilkes just said, look, we believe in God for 100% tithing church. Tithing. Me and my daddy had this conversation years ago. My daddy asked me, he said, uh, I grew up in the AME church. AME church, they pay dues. They pay dues. And I told y'all a few weeks ago, I gave the testimony, God bless me with a new job. <laughs> my dad asked me a few weeks ago, he said, hey, you, you, got, you got a substantial increase, right? He said, you tithing off of that? I said, yes, sir. He blessed me with the job, didn't he? He said, well, you do that. I'm petty dudes. I said, all right, that's... <laughs> but his faith level ain't where mine is. His faith level ain't where mine is. I love my daddy, but his faith level ain't where mine is. 
understand? So you got to know who to have around you. So when it's time that I'm got to believe God, I'm believing God for a million dollar business. I'm believing God for a million dollar income. I'm believing God for a million dollar, hey, look, multi-million dollar things. I, I can't go to somebody that's only paying dues. <laughs> Come on, I, I, I need y'all to get that. God, God said, I need you to get that, get that principle. You got to have people to hold on to your faith, even when everybody ain't at the same faith level that you are. Woo. Third point. No, third point. God said, look, hold on to your faith, even when you have nothing else to lose. Even when you have nothing else to lose. 2 Kings chapter 7, verses 3 through 8. It says, And there were four lepers, leprous men at the entering of the gate. And they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. If we sit still here, we die also. Ain't got nothing else to lose. I'm gonna die one way or the other. Now therefore come and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall but die. And they arose up in, in the twilight to go into the camp of the, the Syrians. And when they come, were come to the uttermost part of the camp of, the, of Syria, behold, there was no man there. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even a noise of great hosts. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come unto us, come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled in the night in the twilight and left their tents and their horses and their asses and even the camp as it was and fled for their life. And when these lepers came unto the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one camp and did eat and drink and carried then silver and gold and raiment and went and hid it and came again and entered into another tent and carried this also and went and hid it. These four lepers men realized we gonna die one way or the other. We gonna die out here sitting by this gate or we can go in there and either die of famine or they gonna kill us. Which one y'all wanna do? But we ain't got nothing else to lose. But the whole look, we gotta have faith for something. So what you wanna have faith for? See, see, you gotta get when you get to the point when you ain't got nothing else to lose, I gotta have faith for something. And I may as well have faith taking a risk to go after what God got for me to do, or then then and sit here by the wayside and just perish doing absolutely nothing. Oh God. Oh God, I told y'all, I told her, I gave a testimony. Oh, when 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 I, when I lost three cars in 48 hours. Three cars in 48 hours. I had, a, I had kids to get to school. I had a wife that needed to get to work. And I needed to get to work. I had nothing else to lose. All I had was my faith. I said, God, you got to do something. I don't know what to do, but I need you to do something. And God, besides that, I'm a tither. I said, God, I'm a tither. 
Look, I'm, I'm a faithful child too. Come on. Look, look, you, you look, look. And I, I said, God, look, I got to put my faith on the line here. I ain't got nothing else but faith. So I need you to do something. And when God did it, God, look, God bless us to get the one car back. Then God bless my wife. My wife went and bought, uh, bought that, 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 that uh, Pathfinder out there. God gave my daughter, blessed my daughter with a car. Then that car went down. God, we, she had blessed her to be able to go buy her own car in her own name without a co-signer. Come on. Then God blessed me to be able to go get my son a car. Went from no cars to three. Then back then he took us up to four. I ain't have nothing else to lose, but I held on to my faith. Some of y'all are going through things. Some of y'all are going through storms. And God, look, y'all worried about COVID. Y'all worried about this. Y'all worried about that. But God said, you got to hold on to your faith when you got nothing else. I know it's wars, it's Afghanistan, you got wars, you got all these things. You ain't got nothing else to lose but to hold on to your faith. Yeah. And watch God bless and show up and show out in your life. God, God is still in the blessing business. I promise you, I'll tell you, I done seen it. He's doing it in my life. And like I told you, God is no respect to perfect. Look, look at me. I'm the evidence of things you ain't seen yet. If you ain't got enough faith to believe yourself, you believe in me because I'm the evidence. Then God said, I'm going to this is a side point. I'm going to get this to you. Side point. God gave me the story. God told me the story. The story that God gave me. He said, look, that was a man. That was a man. That was a man. He was, he was, he was out hiking. He was hiking at night and it was in the snow. Hiking in, at night, it was in the snow, and, 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 and he fell off the cliff. He fell down, he hit some trees, he was, he was bruised, he battered, but he was able to hold on, grab hold of one branch. And he's in the dark, and he's holding on to this branch. He cries out, help, help, is there anybody out there? And he hears a voice, and he says, son, he said, son, it's me. He said, God. He said, he said, who? He said, he said, God, help me. He said, son, it's me. It's, it's God. He said, what do you need? He said, God, I'm stuck in this tree. I need your help. He said, let go of the branch. He said, Father, for real? He said, like, I'm, I fell off a cliff. I'm holding on this branch. He said, God, save me. He said, let go of the branch. And the man didn't have enough faith to let go of the branch. And when daylight came, some other hikers found him. And he was five feet off the ground. God said, if some of y'all are holding on to past hurts, past attitudes, past mindsets, holding on to past relationships, holding on to past hurts, you holding on to things that you need to let go and hold on to your faith and trust God. Trust God to bring your, your, your Boaz. Trust God to bring that wife that you need. Trust God to give you the job. Trust God to heal you. You heard what God did for Minister Vance. He's giving you the evidence. But some of y'all holding on to things that you need to let go of. Some of y'all are just like the hiker. 
You holding on in fear. And God said, you only five feet from the ground. You this close to your blessing, but you won't let go of that old stuff. Let me finish. Let me finish. Last point. Last point. I'm, I'm, I'm almost done. The last thing he said is hold on to your faith even when God says no. October the 8th would have been my brother's would be my brother's 51st birthday. My brother passed away uh, about a month after my wife and I got married. He passed away January 24, 2003. I can remember going in the room Last time I saw him, it was a Sunday because we went home to visit and I had to come back and go to work. And he passed on a Thursday. And I went in the room and he's hooked up to all this stuff. And I was praying for God to heal him. I was. And God said no. But before I left out that room, I said, son, I said, Eric, I need to know a couple of things. I need to ask you a couple of questions. I said, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God? Do you believe that he died on the cross to save us from our sins? Do you believe that God raised him up on the third day with all power in his hands? He said, yes. Before I left, even though I was praying for his healing, I had to make sure he was saved. I had to make sure he was saved. Now I knew, I believed, I believed he was saved, but I had to make sure so I could be at peace. God said no. Here's, here's what I'm, 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 12, verse 8 through 10. It says, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, three times, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distress, stresses for Christ. You know, look, 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 I got, I got a different plan. See, it wasn't God's plan for my brother to be here to see his 51st birthday. It wasn't his plan. But I had to trust God and know that God, I, look, 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 even when you say no, God, I'm going to hold on to my faith. Yeah. God, I'm still not going to lose faith in you. Just because you said no to me on this, don't mean you're going to say no to me on everything. Because see, well, like I told you, before that, he had already delivered my daddy from alcoholism. So I knew I had faith that he could do it. Yeah. Even when he didn't. Yeah. Even when he told me no, I had faith because I had seen him do it. He had done other things for me. He had blessed me. I prayed at four to get a, get a scholarship to school. Not only did he give me one, he gave me multiple. But can you keep your faith? Can you hold on to your faith? When God says no. 
And I'm going to be honest with you, God gave me this scripture. I, I knew when God gave me the scripture, it was a setup because he said, my grace is sufficient. And on Wednesday, you need to be here for that effectual grace, for sheer surprises and suddenness. We gotta know how to. We gotta know how to handle. We gotta know how to handle grace in, in, in this time because it's gonna be some surprises. There's some shifts going on, and, and there's some suddenly that's gonna happen. There's some things. God gonna do some things in an instant for some people in this church right now. Oh, look, look, look! You better get ready. Get your faith level up. Yeah. See, faith is just like going to the gym. You get stronger by exercising your faith. You don't get stronger by sitting on the couch uh, eating dosy dos and, and oatmeal cream pies. You don't get stronger doing that. You got to exercise. You got to exercise your faith. Effectual grace for shift surprises and suddenly get ready on Wednesday. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Look, hold on to your faith. Hold on to your faith when, when God says no. Hold on to your faith when they, you got nothing else to lose. Hold on to your faith. Uh, I, I forgot the other no. points. Uh, when God, God is, you can't hear, see God moving or hear God speaking. And, and, and hold on to your faith. What was the, what was the third? I don't forgot. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. When people had a different faith level than you. We are going through things in this day and age. COVID, a pandemic. Like, I ain't never seen a pandemic like this in my lifetime. In 45 years. Wars, economy, you got to hold on to your faith. But God has given us evidence that he's still in the healing business. He's still in the blessing business. He's still in the delivering business. He's still in, in, in the saving business. Brother Corey, look, I want to encourage you. Look, the devil's going to come after you. The devil's going to come after you. He's not only going to come after you, but he's going to come after you and Benito. Look, look, he's going to come after you. Now that you done got saved, he was mad. Oh, you talking about being mad? The devil was mad this morning. Oh. But when times get hard, hold on to, to your faith, my brother. Hold on to your faith. Y'all hold on together. Look, I need to, look. Because sometimes, look, I told you, sometimes all you got is your faith. You got to cry at night and hold on. Cry, hold on. Cry, pray, hold on. We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.